1: Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
2: I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons & Drembus. While investigating a way to get onto Isla Libre to find Michelle Crichton, The girls take a stroll with a drunken Q, the Reclaimer. They head up to a beach just out of sight and discover a hidden rowboat. While getting ready to depart under the cover of night, a security guard comes running up, crossbow drawn. However, said security guard is then quickly thwapped in the back of the head by none other then twigs scatter. I do declare your honor is back in setter.
3: I'm here to save my buffoon. <laughs>
4: well, gosh darn it, Twigs. What in the heck are you doing here, you little rascal? Or you tall, slim piece of
3: rascal? I just told you. I said, I'm, I'm here to save my buffoon. It was very oh, dramatic, oh. very cliffhanger. Well, I, it,
4: it was very, yes, I I admired the dramatics of it all. I, I just meant, uh, who's the buffoon? <gasps> Oh. Well, what the heck is Kit doing on that gosh darn island?
3: Well, you see, we had come for a little bit of a vacay, as the children say. Dart McNeil had an association with Crichton Industries as a vendor for some of the resorts, He got us a hefty discount, and we used some of our settlement funds to take a little trip. You know, reconnect as partners, bros.
4: Well, that's... Oh, and oh my goodness, I am being so completely rude. Twigs, I would like you to meet my new gal pal. This is Barbara. 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 This is Twigs. He's an old associate. Well, not an associate. Well, kind of, sort of. We were entrepreneurs together.
5: Correct. Hi. Hello. I'm Barbara. So nice to meet you.
3: Pleasure. And he very slowly extends a hand to take yours as he, like, gets down on one knee. And then it takes probably about 20 seconds, all told, for him to bring your hand to his lips and give it a little smooch.
5: Oh, my is it always gonna take that long?
3: Mm, usually.
4: Okay. Yeah, he, he moves at a nice, uh, I would say, a glacial pace, and you know how that thrills me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> you get it? Mm. Mm-hmm. You get it? That was that was a that was a quote from that book. Oh, uh, the one by. Uh, mm-hmm. Merle Strip, Merle Strip. <laughs> You know the one, yeah? Mm hmm. Okay, anyway, sorry, I get so distracted no, by uh, it. Like, no, no, <laughs> am You know, worry. as an author, I just, I quotes just pop into my head, and when they pop into my head, I just can't help but shout them out. No, of course. Uh, but actually, I, so Twigs, so he's on the island, and you were here for a vacation. How the heck did you get off the island? I mean, I would have thought that you would have got trapped, especially since how slow you move.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, Damn. Uh, uh in uh, nice one, uh, Jess. Nice, nice. Uh, dinks, very dinks, nice. Dinks, uh, uh, uh,
4: it's as if, 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 there, if this was uh, a visual medium of some sort, you would see finger guns or something.
3: Uh, 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 <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> <clears throat> we were on the island when those beasts got loose. He helped usher me onto a boat but they closed the gate behind me. They said they'd go back. They lied. And he draws the sword from the cane and points it to Quan, who is passed out in the boat.
5: Oh no, okay. So when you say they lied, you're pointing directly to our buddy Q there. You know Q? Old buddies? Friends? Pals? Amigos?
3: No. Okay. All the gods
2: have kept us from returning to the island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, we have gathered that. Thank you. Um, so, what I've gathered from this whole conversation, you two uh, acquaintances, co-workers, you know, and then your buddies on the island, so you need to get to the island. And, you know, lucky enough, we have to get onto the island, too. So...
3: So let me kill the guard and we'll be on our way.
4: Okay, now... Well, Twigs, Twigs, now let's not make any brash decisions there. Let's think it through here.
2: This is very calculated. I've spent the last two weeks planning my escape. I spent so much gold on
3: that Werner Wiener fellow, getting him to tell me where he keeps his canoe well uh canoe canoe.
4: Well it's it's a very nice new canoey thing. But uh, you know, I I'm thinking that like down the line here, having a guard with us might be uh beneficial in terms of just having like, you know, either meat to throw into someone else's path if these beasts are violent, or perhaps as like a bargaining chip in terms of uh, if we come across any trouble with the authorities when we return.
3: Very well. What about the goblin? He points with the cane to the unconscious guard laying face down in the sand. Hmm,
5: you you can't just leave her there. You've already kind of bashed her in.
3: So uh he very slowly begins to draw the sword and raises an eyebrow at you. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, let's let's uh, let's think this through. If there is a body discovered that's been stabbed of c- some kind, that could draw suspicion.
3: Not if we dump her in the ocean.
4: Well, I was getting to that part.
3: Oh. But of course, tides can
4: wash bodies on shore. Since she's unconscious at the moment, what if uh, perhaps it looked as if she went for a swim and hit her head on an outcrop of rocks and perhaps accidentally
3: drowned? Hmm, very well. Go ahead.
4: Okay, uh, I guess. Goblin size is pretty easy to lift on one's own, but does anybody have a pair of gloves or something? Oh, sure.
5: Barbara's going to open a purse.
4: Jessica puts on the gloves, and she looks around just to see if there's like an outcropping of rocks that rise out of the ocean at any point nearby.
3: Many, actually, yes. It is a defining feature of of these shores.
4: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Jessica grabs the goblin by the ankles and starts to drag it towards the shore.
3: Okay. They start to wake up, and they go,
4: where?
2: What's going on? Oh, Twigs.
3: You can't be here. Wait for me. You've been dragging go. the goblin. Go on. And Twigs is very slowly walking towards you. Wait, what's going on? What are you doing?
4: Let me go. Sorry, dear. You kind of stuck your nose in a place that it just didn't need to be stuck. So uh apologies for this. But, uh... <whistles> And he whacks her over the head with the cane. (laughs) Oh, good timing, Twigs. Thank you for uh, allowing me to not have to use a spell slot. And then Jessica, (laughs) you know how there's that Olympic sport where they like spin around and then hurl something? Mm -hmm. The hammer toss? Yes. Jessica is gonna take the goblin's ankles and start to like kind of spin around and once the goblin is in the air by the ankles, she's going to throw the goblin towards the outcropping of rocks um, in the water. Holy shit.
3: Roll an athletics check for me. It's going to be a hard one. Okay. Oh my
4: gosh. I've got a minus one in athletics, but with <laughs> a natural 20, so it's a 19. <gasps> <gasps> The dice want me to be a murderous bitch. is
5: literally in the
3: middle of eating, and she's just like, wow. You grab Victoria Madrid, the goblin guard, by the ankles. <laughs> oh, no. By the ankles. <laughs> and begin to spin them around in circles. First they're dragging in the sand and it's kind of making like a little moat around you. Then they start to lift up their uh, their head just barely off the ground. Then it reaches hip level. As you begin to spin, 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 spin. You almost like make a little vortex like some of the sand twirls up a little bit. And then you release the Goblin card. They go flying up into the air, arcing up over the rock and then come crashing down onto it and you hear the most unsettling crunch of bones you've ever heard in your life, as you just hear a And the body kind of contorts on top of the rock, face first, legs up top, and then the legs kind of droop off and into the water as the body falls in.
4: Well, that was a bit overdramatic, I suppose, but you know. You gotta do what you gotta
2: do sometimes, right? Uh, honestly, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> You're an attorney? <laughs>
4: well, uh, let's just say uh, yes, technically.
3: Not quite the Jessica I remember from a little event in Sapir.
4: Oh, twigs, my dear. People evolved. Come mm. on now. I'm sure you evolve as well.
3: I love evolution. And I think you'll love what's waiting for you on this island.
4: Well, shall we board this gosh darn canoe and get to that island? Take it, sister. Okay, great. I take the
3: front. I snuggle up right behind.
4: Oh, of course
5: he did. Okay, Bob's going to start pushing the boat out into the water just enough and then going to hop right in. We got oars? Any oars here? Yes. All right, Barbara's going to pull out oars. What a fun word.
4: Oars. 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 I'm just an absolute whore for oars. <coughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, those poor <laughs> oar whores. Barbara starts
3: moving the oars. Sorry. Barbara, you push the boat out, and as you do, your feet just get slightly wet in this super, super icy ocean water. And Jessica, a breeze sends your hair flowing backwards and into Twigs' face, and he kind of goes... <laughs> <laughs> As he, like, clears his mouth of it. And then he leans forward and says, This reminds me of us mounted atop that fine steed.
4: Oh, you mean Wade? Yes. He's no longer with us. Oh. Yeah, terrible horse accident. Might be. No, it's okay. Popcorn and Tony are doing very well, though.
3: Anthony. Oh, my gosh.
4: (laughs) Yes. He's hanging out back in the town, but uh, we'll see him later, I'm sure. I'll have to have
3: a chat with them later.
4: Oh yes, I'm sure they will have plenty to say.
3: All right, you row out toward the sea. An early morning fog has set on the icy water, making it difficult to see. You row and row and row for a couple of hours. Every now and then, the canoe tips a bit as you struggle to balance the weight of the four of you in the boat. At one point, a splash of water lands on Kwan's face, and he seems to startle away.
0: Huh? What?
2: Oh, what happened?
4: Oh, good morning, sleepyhead. Uh, well, you know, you were just so gosh darn excited to get onto the water, but then you kind of passed out from all that drinking. But we figured you would just uh, wake up when you wanted to, and we'd get to enjoy this wonderful ocean spray. Who are you? Oh, don't you remember from the tavern last night, you silly goose? Oh,
3: God, did I... And he, like, raises his eyebrows at you? No, I...
4: no, no, Oh, okay. Thank God. I mean, speak uh, for yourself, Barbara. We've got a little little one on the way, I should think.
3: Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm just oh,
4: kidding no. yeah. I'm just jashing.
3: <laughs> Yeah, as as you were saying that, he, like, immediately starts looking to the sides of the boat, like, to see if he can go anywhere, and, like, the boat starts rocking.
4: Oh, no, no, no. Stay nice and calm. We don't want to tip into this
3: icy mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really cold. Should I sit down? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, why is this? Why? Why is this? Why is this? That's my question. We're not supposed to be out on the water. There, there's kind of a, a blockade going on right now, so, like... What's going on? on?
4: Well, it was your idea, silly. You were bragging about all the exciting things on the island and how you could show us around, so I think I see it in the distance there, maybe.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Roll of deception for me. Fuck me.
4: That's gonna be a seven.
5: Uh, Barbara would like to try and help. How? Barbara's gonna try and turn Q to kind of face her, I guess. Because Barbara's in the back of the boat. So she's gonna try and turn Q to face her and be like, Q, hey, do you, you remember me and Barbara? Remember we had a really long talk last night about how all these these dreams that we have and then just wanting to to go out and and, and, to, and just just live your life you know what I mean don't let nobody hold you back and, and you you went out of your way to try and 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 have no one hold us back by taking us out here don't you remember any of that yeah
3: I think roll with advantage Jess yeah
4: baby 23 <laughs> damn it okay <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah,
3: um, I remember you, kind of, a, a bit. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I guess, yeah, it must have been my idea. Why would I say, oh, God, I'm such a fuck up. Stupid, stupid. Fucker.
5: Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, now. Easy. That's my friend you're talking about there.
3: I literally have one job. Wait, what, what are you saying, Q? I'm not supposed to let anyone onto the island.
4: What? Well, and. I'm just wondering, Hugh, like what? Do, how does that make you feel like? Because from what I heard through the grapevine is that there there's people trapped on that island. How does that make you feel like? Well, yeah. That seems like a real moral quandary to be in.
3: Yeah, a real quandary for Quan. <laughs> uh, like a classic quandary. <laughs> a classic. Quandary. My my middle name is Morales. A quandary Morales.
5: All right, Q, Q, you seem to kind of be spiraling a little bit, okay? So, Yeah, sorry.
3: It's just, it sucks. It really sucks because, like, you know, people need our help. But, like, also, like, the law, like, it's private property. And I'm just trying, I'm just trying to do my work. You know, I'm just trying to help whoever I can along the way. But I don't want to break any laws.
5: Okay, okay. So, wait, what I'm hearing right now, Q, is that the law right now, is not even letting you do your job, which, in our personal opinion, would be the right thing to do, okay? If people need saving, why would the law go against that, huh? Right? Am, am I right? And I look at justice and backup, right?
3: Roll a persuasion check.
4: Absolutely. Like, people are in distress, and you took a gosh darn oath to protect the people, did you not? I did. And nothing should let you Stop yourself from helping the people that need help.
5: 2319! <laughs> it's a 19, sorry. It's a 19.
3: <laughs> you know what? You're right. Yeah. Who, who gets to decide these things? What? Just some judge who's not even here right now? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Q, I think you got a really big hot. Yeah. I got you a huge
3: hot. Yeah, it's it's enlarged, actually. It's a condition. It's a miracle I'm alive.
5: Okay, we're gonna get that checked out as soon as we get back, okay? Because we want to make sure you don't got anything too bad going on, okay? But it's a big hot, and you should be proud of that, okay? And, I mean, look, when we get to the island, I- if you really want, we can just turn right back around and, and then not say anything, you know? But if I'm being completely honest with you, Q, it would feel wrong. You know, it would. We get there and we know a bunch of people are stuck. And then we just leave. Who does that? Me, me, people. Not us. M- yes, not us. Exactly. So, that being said, uh, I guess we can m- maybe discuss more of what we plan to do when we get there. Oh, by the way, Q, this is Twigs. A friend, I think.
2: So,
3: are you going to row or are you just going to keep Spilling cold water into the boat.
4: Oh, you think I stopped rowing? No, no, uh, dear, I think he's referring to Q. Oh, uh. well, he, he, he just woke up. Okay, yeah. let's
5: come on. Give him a second
4: to catch up.
3: Yes, he's been dead weight for the last three hours.
5: Twigs, dear, I'll show you dead weight. Okay, hush up.
3: Oh, my. <laughs>
4: you do like him feisty, don't you? And I kind of slapped Twigs' leg. <sighs>
3: He very slowly raises a hand to his cheek. I did say leg, not cheek, but you know, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> you slap his leg, but for some reason he raises a hand to touch his cheek very slowly. Why hmm, my, I do. Canoeing onward.
4: Is it really like a canoe?
3: Yes.
5: Okay. Wow. That's going to suck later. We're going to steal a big boat. Yeah. Oh, I see it. I see it in our future. Manifest. Manifest. Big boat in the future. Big boat. Big, 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 big
3: boat. Barb manifests and rows, and you continue heading on toward the island. Every now and then, you think you see a dark shadow pass under the water and chills run down your spine. Or is that just the cold of the quickly approaching winter? I don't know. You hear a... And you look up to see a squad of enormous flying creatures, webbed wings outstretched, Their seemingly triangular heads pointed out as they glide through the air in a V formation. Through the fog and clouds, you see it. The towering shape of Isla Libre. It seems to stretch out in every direction, with one towering mountain in the middle of the island. Perhaps another 250 feet away, you see a slim stretch of land jutting out toward you with a pier and some manner of tower upon it. Everyone roll a perception check for me. Okay. My perception check is a 14.
5: Mine was a
3: 12. Okay. Jessica, you are taking in this beautiful sight of the island as those creatures glide around. uh, And you see the pier not far from you now. However, you then turn to smile at Barb in the back. And you notice a red dot on her chest.
4: Uh, hey Barb. Yeah. Uh... Look down at your chest for a second.
5: Oh, oh my chest. That's very forward. But we've talked about this before. Me and Hacky are just no, no, I no. Look.
4: Not my chest. I'm saying look at your chest.
5: No, I know, but you're, why are you looking at my chest?
4: Uh, well, I I just happened to uh notice uh well,
5: we'll just Barb. Take a what's look. your AC? <laughs> my AC is sixteen.
3: Great. Carry on.
5: My here, and Bob is gonna slowly look from Jess down to a chest and I guess notice the red dot
3: you look down to your chest and right as you look at it that red dot very quickly becomes a crossbow bolt penetrating the middle of your chest for nine points of damage (gasps) shit roll for initiative
5: okay Ah!
0: I so like. How tall are you? Well, I'm basically five foot eleven and a half. So if you round that up, I'm seven foot twelve. This, this is, this is the halftime Pad with Nikki B. That's right, folks, you heard it here first, it's our Drimbiversary! Happy second birthday to this beautiful ball of chaos and laughter, and thanks to all of you for joining us. From Deliverance, to Florida Man, to Tirana, and everything in between, we are so infinitely grateful for the support you've shown us in these two years, and as a show of our thanks, we want to get you a gift. Don't worry, I'll be expecting to gift from you next halftime zone. Throughout this entire month of June, as we celebrate our second birthday, we want to make everything Drimbus as accessible as ever. So, if you can't get enough of what we're making and want to support the show, oh boy, have we got a deal for you. Until the end of the month, we are offering a 20% discount on the annual memberships to our Patreon. That means that for $20, you can support us, dum-dums for a whole year, and get your name read in the halftime zone. Not just that, not just that. We've got plenty of goodies at all different tiers, including the patron bonus series. Stay tuned, we've got an exclusive anniversary special going out to patrons next week on our birthday, June 11th, that you will not want to miss. Exclusive merch! We, we just launched a new Yurana world map wall print, so uh, you can hang up a gorgeous print of uh, old Mauricia on your wall or the hand-drawn Calvin's version uh, on your fridge. And, and only patrons who sign up at that tier, okay, at that tier before the end of the month, will get a free print signed by the entire Drimbus crew. Oh, and our Bard Stars even get to play with us. We got games going on this month, so come on, join us again. That's 20% discount. And it's only available this month. What's that? Oh? No shit. Breaking news, folks! Anonymous reporters at Drimba's HQ are reporting a special stretch goal for this Drimbiversary. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the not so daily Drimbus. Our weekly newsletter at slash newsletter, where the team releases custom Mimi stat blocks and adventure prompts every week featuring such icons as Noodle the Pug, Moon Knight. Batman's eyeshadow and more according to our sources if we hit 50 patrons on our page The Drimbus team will be putting together a Drimbus Adventure book A Drimbus adventure book full of quests new items maps to explore and more for all our patrons Regardless of the tier so if you want to bring the chaos of Drimbus into your home game with our wild homebrew creations please Tell your mom, tell your dog, tell the dust bunnies on your bed to go use that special 20% off the annual membership at Patreon.com slash and join the ranks of these fine folks. Thank you, Jerry Benitatos, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Bernier, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews. Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, the unnamed Rose, John Gillette, Chloe G, Conair on DVD, NB Star, Stevie B Keys, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters. Davis Walden, uh, Fina Moonstrider, uh, Denny Dewdrop, uh, Myth Mouse, uh, Will Woodwall, uh, and Callie Wolf. Uh, oh my god. Thank you all. Happy birthday, Drimbus. Now get get back in. Go in the show. Whew, that was a lot. Roll for
3: initiative.
4: Okay. No! Oh, well, that's not bad. Okay. Jessica's initiative roll is a 15.
5: Oh, Bob's was a 16.
3: Twigs is up first, and Twigs is going to draw his longsword and point to the tower on the island. Then he says, There, a guard in the tower. We're too far away, as he very slowly ducks for cover behind the little wooden seat in the canoe. Barb, you're up.
5: Oh boy. Okay, well, I don't have much that can go very far, so Barb is going to just, I think, spend a turn rowing for dear life. Maybe like a zigzag kind of thing. You know
3: what I mean? Okay, here's what you can do. You can move your regular 30 feet closer to the island in a zigzag, and that will likely give attackers some manner of disadvantage. Or you can dash straight for the island, you know, and move everyone by rowing the canoe. Hmm. If someone is not rowing the canoe each turn... You will stay where you are.
5: (laughs) No, for sure. I guess I'll just dash. I guess we'll just make it to the island.
3: Might as well, right? Okay, 60 feet. You are now 190 feet away from the pier, which brings us to Jessica. After watching
4: Barb get shot in the chest with the arrow, Jessica attempts to continue to paddle as best she can. She turns back to Barbara, grabs her hand, and says, are you willing? Uh, yeah. Yes. Boys? Keep paddling and meet us at the dock. We're gonna try to clean things up a bit. What? And then Jessica will cast Dimensional Door. <sighs> oh, shit. And teleport both herself and Barbara, the remaining 195 feet, because I'll say five feet additional to be on the dock.
5: (laughs) Nice. That's good. Yes.
4: And I cast that spell and use my fourth
3: level spell slot to do so. Jessica, you grab Barb's hand and you recall. You do your best to remember how the spell works. You remember pulling this page off of Ostrogon's body. You remember taking said crumpled up page and pressing it into your spell book not but one day earlier. You remember his phrasing. It seems to have subconsciously worked its way into your mouth. As for a brief second, your mind flashes as you hear him say,
2: Mr. Mobile, are you willing?
3: And with Bob's affirmative answer, you cast Dimension Door, go through the portal, and pop out on the dock. And you're on this boardwalk that seems to be able to board multiple boats. However, there's also this large security tower. It kind of looks like the tower on the way into Islands of Adventure, but at the top, it is kind of hollowed out and there is clearly a post there for someone. And you see that the guard, he has this crossbow with some sort of attachment on it that seems to be projecting that little red dot. and he seems to be looking at where you cast Dimension Door, has seen you disappear, but has no idea where you have gone, and then is going to take aim at Twigs. You see him fire off a bolt and somewhere in the distance, you hear. Oh oh
5: no. Uh, shit.
3: (laughs) You hear that little muffled sound. You turn back to the icy waters. You see a couple hundred feet away. Quan is rowing, rowing, rowing. And then he peeks out from, he's like on his knees, like where you would be seated and rowing like with his hands, just barely. And then he pops up with a heavy crossbow in hand, seems to take aim and oof and you see a crossbow bolt just fly off and uh, actually lands in the water. Next up is Twigs. Twigs is going to dash, and you see the canoe makes it just a little bit closer. They are now 130 feet away. Barbara, it's your turn.
5: Uh, okay, okay. I guess I'll just take a look around me. Besides the tower, do I see any other people?
3: Okay, you currently do not see any people. You see the dock and there are multiple docks here. Again, it looks like this is probably where people board to come onto the island the very first time. There is then a wooden boardwalk that stretches inland. And beyond that, you see there's a lot of vegetation. And so, again, I guess, kind of like when you're walking into islands of adventure like there's a lot of trees and just like a little path yeah but it seems to open up further in into some manner of like welcome area or something like that and then off to your left about 60 feet away is the actual tower itself which is quite tall you get the feeling you might need to spend a turn climbing up if you wanted to meet the person inside but that is the only person that you see around at the moment and i should mention you barely see them you see like they appear to be popping out, Mm -hmm. you know, focusing their shot, taking shots, and then going back into cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can just barely see like the tip of a helmet and the crossbow poking out over the edge of the bunker up there.
5: Mm. Barbara will grab Jessica's hand and... pulling her towards some of the vegetation to try and like crouch down and just be out of Potential sight of this sniper up in that tower.
3: Okay You will have advantage on stealth checks because uh, he has lost you after that dimension door.
5: Okay. Awesome. That's good Just we need to either Take out that snipe. I don't know if you have any other sort of spells on you that would work Uh, just just Listen, I don't I don't know if you love twigs or what, but I I, I don't think you want them dying, and I personally have taken a very, uh, for whatever reason, I, I feel very close to Q. So, I just don't, I don't want, I don't want them to die, okay?
4: We're gonna make this happen.
5: Okay, and we also really, we need, uh, we gotta get them safely to the island, because they will know where to go, I feel like, right?
4: Yeah. Of course. For
5: sure. Okay, I don't know what to do next. <laughs> uh, Bob's gonna stealthily start making her way towards this tower
3: roll a stealth check with advantage
5: oh damn that's a 21 i'll roll again but i feel like that'll be the best i mean
3: that does it uh you run up to the base of the tower okay perfectly unseen you get the feeling you are nowhere on this guy's radar
5: that is good okay now that I'm up close to the tower, I would like to look again for some sort of, like, entryway to the actual
3: park. You see the entry to the park. It's that pathway leading off the boardwalks.
5: Alright, I'm gonna wait right here at the base and make, like, little hand gestures to Jess, to, you know, that neither of us will understand, but to basically say, come on over, but stealthily, you know? Okay, so...
4: Jessica, having taken the advice from her good gal pal, Barbara, she starts to move her fingers around in like this figure eight pattern as all of a sudden several purple little spikes start to appear around her fingertips. And as those spikes grow into little missiles, she casts magic missile of the third level and fires it at the gentleman at the top of the tower. Roll for damage. So five plus five is 10, plus four, 14, plus another four, 18, plus three is 21. 21 damage from this third level magic missile.
3: Dead. Jessica, you make these little purple darts beneath your finger. end. so the tower is made of like big, like sandstone bricks, almost kind of like all stacked up on top of each other. And there's this little passageway kind of door shaped that seems to lead into the middle of the tower where there is then a ladder that goes up. And so you kind of focus on the helmet that you just barely see peeking up over the edge as the little darts begin to swirl around your fingers. You spread your fingers and shoot them off and they all leave in a perfect line. They enter through that little passageway, shoot up the stairs, and you don't see them after that. And then eventually you hear... Gotcha! And sure enough, you see a dead body at the bottom of the stairs.
4: Well, uh, that takes care of that, I should think. Yeah. And Jessica kind of like adjusts her hair after combat and after uh, being at sea for a while. And she takes out her mirror of far reach just to get a look at herself and make sure she looks good. Roll a charisma check. It's only a six.
3: You look good. You're fine. Okay. Damn.
4: Okay. Not stunning, but fine. Hey. Yeah.
5: You, you always look good. You know, you, you at least always look good. Oh, Barbara, stop it. No, it's You're true.
4: rascal. I'm just being honest. Well, shall we? Uh, let's see how those boys are doing with getting this canoe over
3: here.
5: Yeah. Oh, boys.
3: You see, each of them is at one of the oars, but they're both like hiding beneath one of the seats as they're rowing desperately. And like every now and then, Q will row like too fast for Twigs to keep up with, so the canoe will start to turn. Oh my and gosh. And it was your no, no. Wait, you have to. Um, there we go. Okay. And then they kind of straighten out, and then they keep going. And then they uh, they finally arrive at the beach by the dock. And What happened?
4: Uh, I took care of the situation. We had a little, uh, I should say, a crossbow sniper situation in the tower, but it's been handled.
3: Yes. Uh, They're all over the uh, island. And Twigs gets up, and you see the crossbow bolt lodge like right into his gut.
4: Oh. (sighs) Oh, well, that's not good. Let me see what I can help you with there. And Jessica's gonna attempt to, like, do some sort of medicine check. That's going to be an 18, actually.
3: Okay, you managed to break the stem of the crossbow bolt, but you realize you're like, it's probably best to leave that in there for now. That's fair. Yeah. Well, thank you. Wait, so did you just k- kill him?
4: No, it was handled. How? He's, uh, he's just... He fell. What?
3: Mm-hmm. Roll a deception check for me. <gasps> um, that's a 17. You got a 19. He looks at you and then he runs over to the lighthouse and he sees the body and he goes, Oh, oh man, I. Th- this is not what I signed up for. W- you said we we're coming to help people.
4: Well, the, it was mostly self defense, wasn't it, Q? I mean, this is one of the people that is trying to keep us out from helping the people that do need us. Don't you think? like <laughs> <laughs> got shot in the chest.
3: He furrows his brow and he says, Yeah, but they're just. They're just doing their job. That that, that, that could have been me.
4: Well, those are some famous last words there. People that are just doing their job and doing the wrong thing. Does that excuse their actions?
3: No more killing, okay? If we're gonna do this, we do it peacefully.
4: Okay, I I will do my best to make sure that we do this as peacefully as possible. Your best isn't good enough. I need a
3: promise. Oh, shit.
4: We're here to help people. Okay. um what qualifies as like cuz you said there's a lot there's a lot of beasts on this island i assume are we to not harm them as well i just want to make sure that i'm not going to break any promises in case I, we have to defend ourselves i don't i don't know look if it's an animal then i guess it's fine but you, you can't just kill people
5: lady okay okay we can we can do our best to try and get through this peacefully. Okay, Q? Okay. And as Barbara says that, she's also going to like lean down towards the body and grab that crossbow.
3: You grab the crossbow, and it seems like some sort of modified heavy crossbow. Uh, it is
2: heavy. Mm.
3: And it seems to be loaded with some bolts. The bolts actually seem to have been streamlined. And there is an attachment beneath it that has some sort of glow that shoots out this little light that then kind of projects ahead of you and forms that red dot that you had seen. And you get the feeling that this is a crossbow that has been modified for the purpose of long distance use, very specifically, to the point where you would likely be at a disadvantage from up close.
5: Understood, okay. Bob is gonna hold on to that and would also like to just check the rest of this person's
4: body.
3: Okay, you find five gold and you find 10 bolts.
4: As she's doing this, Jessica comes up next to Barbara to take a good look at the body and see what this person looked like.
3: Yeah, so the person is, uh, they appear to be a Yuan-Ti, which is this breed of snake humanoid, and they are in Crichton Enterprises uniform. However, they also are wearing a little bit of a helmet with a visor and seem to be stocked up with this uh, this vest over the polo with lots of pockets. And it would appear that they're actually kind of running low on supplies at this point. Like it looks like that's made to hold stuff like rations and I don't know, weapons or rope whatever you might need but really you just find the bolts and a handful of gold
4: Hmm. and on the creighton industries polo do i see a name tag of any kind
3: you see stephanie
4: ah
5: geez damn it steph okay
4: well stephanie we are sorry for what happened here today but we promise in the future to not harm your colleagues to the Best of our
1: ability.
5: Bob's gonna like look at the collar of Stephanie's polo just to see what size it is.
3: It's a medium.
5: Bob is gonna look back down at Stephanie's frame, I guess, and just see like, you know, and then look at Jess and kinda see Jess's frame and then also look at Q, because Twigs is out of question. And kinda look at Q and like, you know, from that, which one would this polo or uniform best fit? Would you say?
3: Yeah, Jess could likely wear the polo. Q could not because his reclaimer armor is huge. And you also get the feeling that, I mean, Q's kind of small, so it would probably Mm -hmm. be too baggy on him. Okay. Additionally, Yuan-Ti, they're snake people in the sense of, like, they have the head of a snake, kind of like torso of a human. They have arms and Mm -hmm. a torso. Mm -hmm. But this particular Yuan-Ti, at least, uh, has a big snake tail. Um, so no legs. So they're not wearing pants.
5: Okay. Okay. That's okay. Um, Jess. Yeah. How do you? I see. I think I know. going yeah, I think going yes. With this. I think you do. I, I yes, hundred percent. We're just like I'm, I'm. Barb's like tapping her forehead with a finger and
4: pointing at Jess. It's one of the reasons I actually uh, came over to to get a nice a bit of a closer look here because uh, mm-hmm. well, when the time comes, I've got a a little disguised self spell that I can always use to uh, okay. Okay. assume the identity of uh, Stephanie here.
5: Okay. Well, hey, here Just how about you try this on? Just to just just let's just see. And Bob's gonna try pulling off the the like helmet visor attachment and toss that over to Jess to just see if uh, she could fit it onto her head.
3: If it fits. oh
5: oh <gasps> Jess wow oh my you fit right in here. Look at you. Do a little turn. Do a little, do a little. Give us a little action. Oh,
3: well, stop. And Jessica kind of just twirls around a bit. As you twirl, it wobbles because it's sitting on the tips of your crown. Mm. So, like, if it's okay. But as you turn, yeah, it kind of like. Like it starts spinning so that the visor is starting to like move to the left side of your face.
5: Okay, well, oh, all right, maybe maybe don't turn too much. Okay. Okay. But it looks good. I think it looks good. I think. um... Well, does the polo not fit you, dear? Oh, it. Uh, no, I mean, it probably does. I, I don't. I, I could. I mean, I wasn't planning to change. I,
3: I could, though. Barb, what are you wearing?
5: I mean, currently I'm wearing like this like nice. Full white, uh, sort of like it's like a an everyday sort of business dress. It's not it's casual enough where I can, you know, I can move in and I can do my job, you know, very boss lady. But it's also like fitted enough where it's like, don't mess with me. I am most likely a Maxinista and I know about all my deals and I know what I need to do, you know.
3: TJ (laughs) Maximista.
5: Yes. And atop my head is a barbed sort of red-ish. Strawberry blonde, I guess, kind of wig is what it is, and heels I'm wearing white heels, thank you heels of course, mm. not too high, not too low, come on you've
3: sealed your fate that's fine <laughs>
5: I, I I watched the movies, I know how it ended it's fine, anyway, that's what i 'm currently wearing, and if I could, I mean I don 't necessarily want to change, but I was just thinking, you know just if you put on at least a polo, I think the it would work. Maybe. You know what? Let's try it.
4: And uh Jessica goes ahead and tries to pull over the polo off of Stephanie's body and onto
3: myself.
5: Is there a blanket anywhere nearby? I just don't want to leave Stephanie completely exposed, you know
3: what I mean? Oh yeah, kill her, but let's not leave her exposed. Well
5: you know, it kinda of, well, it kinda of just it feels this feels wrong. You know what I mean? Like this is <laughs> This is where I gotta draw some line. Is
3: it is this uh is this your moral line?
5: Look, I'm just saying that you know they were wearing the shirt and now they're not and now they're completely exposed. I feel like you know, so I just would like to at least just 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 cover them. I'm gonna go look for a really big branch or something, or a leaf, a palm tree fond or something. Frond. Sorry.
3: Sure. Roll an investigation check for me. Thank you.
5: That is an eighteen.
3: Okay, so as you look around, you actually, you find plenty of things. One of the most notable things when you first take in the plants is that they all seem to be much, much larger here. And so like even just like the shrubs, there are some like fern looking things as these big leafy leaves (laughs) that like stretch out in like various directions and it is roughly body sized. So you managed to cover Stephanie's body with it. Only their tail is kind of like sticking out
5: okay now i can i can rest easy okay everybody ready to go
3: uh yeah let's go i mean i fucking guess man
5: okay that's the spirit okay all right so uh q have you been on the island before yeah no maybe
3: uh
4: no sorry well twigs was vacationing here so twigs where was the last time you saw uh your buffoon so to speak It was here, actually, at the docks.
5: Okay, so, Twigs, because I guess you've... You're the only one that's been on the island. You want to lead us, or direct us, and then we lead, just so we can, um, quick, quick, quickly
2: move, um... Yes, well, I wouldn't know where to begin.
3: I suppose... There were plenty of people left behind. They all must be gathering somewhere. First order of business would be to find them. Mhm.
5: Yes, of course. So um would you just recommend the main entrance way, or by any chance do you Probably. know of any other side? Okay. Understood. With that, Bob is gonna start stealthily. <laughs> moving towards the entrance. Potentially hopefully just like uh, walking more so on like in, in in the vegetation and not on the main
3: path just to just to be completely safe, you know. Okay. Great. And your party will follow.
4: Yes. As I walk, I cast the first level spell mage armor just in preparation your
3: glowing
4: Well, don't I know it. Twigs
3: And with that, you begin to make your way into the island. The boardwalk that leads inland is made of beautiful treated slotted wood. Gorgeous tropical trees spring up all around you. Even the ferns look notably larger here, and the chill of winter is mostly gone. A certain warmth seems to be radiating off the island. It feels like arriving at a luxury resort. That is, until you see the stained sign. A large wooden arch that reads, Welcome to Isla Libre. Only the word to is askew. A large chunk of the top right corner has been broken off, and you spot large splotches of what might be blood splattered on the structure. Beyond the sign are the remains of what was most likely a welcome center of sorts. The wooden boardwalk becomes big, beautiful slabs of granite. In the center of the square are large bronze statues that seem to display hulking, ferocious lizard-like beasts that you've never seen before. However, an eagle-eyed observer from our world may recognize them as a T-Rex flanked by a Triceratops on the left, a Stegosaurus on the right, and a couple of Dimorphodons flying above them. All around you are various shops. You see what were likely food and drink vendor stands that have since been toppled. There is shattered glass in front of stores full of clothing and toys and other trinkets on the west side of the square. The east side is far less distinguishable. In fact, it is mostly rubble, as a large multi-story structure seems to have toppled over entirely, crushing whatever was once here.
5: Oh my.
4: Oh my, indeed, I would say. Um... Jessica's going to kind of try to take a look around and see if she sees any signs of, like, a path being pushed through anywhere or, like, any sort of signs of, like, a large mass of people that would have been moving in a certain direction.
3: Roll an investigation check for me. And as you're looking around, Q goes,
2: What? What happened here?
3: I have no idea. I... It wasn't like this during the evacuation. Things must have gotten worse. The the resort seems to have fallen. Jessica's investigation is a 20, not natural. Very good. So yeah, you see a lot of what I just said. You see the rubble and and the broken stores and all of this. Uh, There definitely seems to have been a lot of foot traffic through here, especially a lot of it to and from the docks. Toward the north, so ahead of you, you see the path continues off and it kind of closes back in again and then further down seems to open up again and you see what appear to be two branching paths. However, you also hear some weird noises off to the west. It sounds like someone's running almost, like through leaves, you hear the Mm -hmm. And then you hear a tumbling from behind one of the buildings as from out of the forest runs an old dwarven man. Mm. He wears a long white beard and tattered clothing with a huge spiked warhammer in his hands as he limps out of the bush, blood dripping down his right leg.
2: Argh! stay back
3: beast.
5: that Martin? Barbara's gonna yell, Martin.
3: Y- yeah,
2: yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> nice.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. He seems to drop all pretense of whatever was happening. I'm sorry. Do I, do I know you?
5: No, no, no.
4: Please continue what you're doing. No, but we know you.
3: That too. Oh really? well, well, pleasure to meet you. Name's Martin Hammer. And then, barreling out from just behind the old man, bursts a huge creature. Its tongue screeches from its almost beaked face, covered in spikes. It moves slowly, but with heft and a determination that still gives its gait an air of urgency. Its rotund body appears to be armored and spiked as it tramples toward you. Its club tail swinging back and forth with incredible strength. Roll for initiative.
5: Oh, titties, okay.
2: This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Michael Pisani as Jessica Feltra and Amanda fernandez Acosta as Barbara. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash drimbus. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show show, after the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week.
1: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart. She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey.
2: Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart.
1: Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods, being with Albina and I is going to be... weird. Not bad weird, just uh, different. Everything's different on the water. When new friends meet, you have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? Pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. And family secrets are revealed. (sighs) We could be twins.
3: Yes, I've noticed.
1: This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly Journey to the Heart.
3: It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What? Lightning fog? Are you kidding me?
1: But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. What will you wish for?